We're back, episode 41 of the Serve Up NBA podcast. Uh, Let's get apologies out the way. It's been five months to the day since uh, our historic episode 40, uh, when we were one game into each of the eight first round matchups of the playoffs. God, that seems like ages ago. Um, I will use my usual excuse, life just got in the way, uh, for both me and both of my uh, two co-hosts, who are, of course, Mr. Will Darling, a.k.a. the fantasy champ, a.k.a. Mr. Wilbo Blaggin. Say hi, Will. Hello, everybody. And Mr. Globetrotter himself, Mr. Alex Norman. Say hi, Alex. Hi, everyone. Hey, three-man weave. We're back. Um, Will, you've had yourself uh, a wedding. Uh, Congrats again to you and Rachel. And you won yourself a jersey for being the back-to-back champion of the uh, Rondo Basketball Association, uh, name change TBC. Um, Which one do you want to tell us about, Will? Um... Well, you know, weddings are weddings. They're not really that important. Fantasy championships, however, <laughs> very important. I uh, I got myself a nice uh, Andre Drummond Motor City jersey. Um, you know, for respect to the to the late great Tom Dukes. Um, yeah, Forrest also got promoted, so it's it's been a whirlwind five months for me. I'm not going to lie, That's crazy you're times. Gonna, you're going to draft Drummond. I might do, you know. <laughs> look at me trying to get tips. So we haven't had our uh, our draft yet. That's on the 26th. So look, loads of historic basketball stuff coming up, as well as uh, obviously Nottingham Forest. Well, we, we couldn't let an episode pass without that. We'll get to the Houston Rockets, um, your other favourite team. Um, what about you, Mr. Norman? Had yourself a nice summer in our nation's capital. How ready are you for this upcoming season, which tips off in exactly one month, which would be the 18th of October? I'm I'm very excited for this season. Um, I feel we started last season, we knew there were lots of players that weren't going to play, but we knew there were teams that were sort of gutted and not going to be contenders. I think we could have ourselves eight contenders this season. This could be uh, this could be a bit of a bloodbath, maybe. And Siakam's going to start the season? Yep, yep, exactly. I think Kawhi? Kawhi Leonard? Yeah, exactly. Everyone's on course. It feels like there's less injuries right now. There's been mm-hmm, a few for sure. like minor people. No, no stars are out, as far as I'm aware, right now, which is uh, a good sign. Uh, what about Doncic? He hurt a finger or something. Serbia are out of the Eurobasket. We should probably just have a, a minute on Eurobasket because it has been amazing. And weirdly, mm. it's been such a quiet summer in the NBA that the podcasts I've listened to have just massively fallen off in frequency. Um, so there hasn't been too much to talk about um, because it feels like we haven't had basketball for, for, for the best part of four months, which I think is true. Um, but it does mean Eurobasket's been getting a lot of column inches and Instagram posts and stuff. Will, I know you keep an eye on international stuff. Jokic is out, Doncic is out, Slovenia were the defending champs, I think. Um, and Rudy Gobert looks amazing. He looks like he was worth 500,222 picks. Um, like what was given up for him. Uh, Will, Eurobasket from you in 60 seconds. Good tournament? Um, I mean, I've been watching it purely as a Rockets fan. Uh, Garuba has looked great. Shangun is going to take second-year leap this year. I'm very, very excited. Um, yeah, it's, it's been, you know, all the usual Europeans have been, you know, playing really, really well. Um, Dennis Schroeder got another contract out of it, so good for him. That's going to be so weird. We are going to talk about the Lakers. The general format for this pod is going to be, we're going to go back to the playoffs because it was a really good playoffs. Um, 
I don't think there's, I need to give a spoiler alert that the Golden State Warriors ended up being the eventual champions probably in like late June, although playoffs went on for a bit. So it might have been early July um, now. But yeah, a, a lot went on. It was a great playoffs. When we last podded, which was the 19th of April, uh, all of the first um, eight rounds of the, uh, of the playoffs had, had tipped off. Um, and as I recall, it was Heat Hawks, Celtics, Nets, Bucks, Bulls, 76ers, Raps. That was the East. In the West, it was Suns, Pelicans, Grizzlies, Timberwolves, Golden State versus the Nuggets and the Mavs versus the Jazz. Um, there was only one sweep in the 2021-2022 finals, which was, of course, Celtics, Nets. Um, lots to talk about um, later on in the pod where we're just going to pick our favourite storylines from the summer. And I guarantee you, Kevin Durant trying to get Steve Nash and the other fellow uh, fired from the Brooklyn Nets organisation. Guys, uh, pop quiz, who was the uh, who's the GM? Sean Marks, Sean is that Marks. the one? Yeah. yeah. So Durant tried to get him fired. Um, no more spoilers on that. We'll, we'll come back to it later. But um, the playoffs generally for you, Will, you were obviously surprised it wasn't a Bucks-Suns final. I think that was your prediction. I mean, I was, I was the Suns like not making it and the Warriors making it, I suppose, isn't that big a surprise. I had that as the West Finals anyway. Uh, I was very surprised at the Bucks, But, you know, without Middleton... You know that I think if they'd had him, I, I do think they would have gone back to back. It's weird because that's been one of the biggest storylines, isn't it? I've heard that like it just seems to be a universally accepted truth by everyone that if the Bucks had Middleton, they would have won the NBA championship. Al, do you agree with that? Um, I think the the series might have been with, with Boston would have been much closer. I don't think it's universally accepted. I think it's just the Bucks don't have any depth at all. So if you're missing like one of your top three players and you basically got like a six man rotation, it's going to mm-hmm. have a, a big a big issue, I suppose, for your team. Um, I would have had the Bucks, but only by an edge. I think my overall for the playoffs last year was not that it was a disappointment, but some teams sort of flaked. Some teams yeah. sort of yeah, there was a lot of regular season teams that didn't perform, and then there were teams that obviously overperformed in the playoffs. Um, but it was a good, it was a good solid playoffs overall. But just lots of like, I suppose, surprising results, the way it went in the end. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, I think the Bucks will be contenders this year. But I'm sure we'll come to them. But it did go seven now. Just to fact check you on that, that Celtics um, Bucks uh, semi final, Eastern semi final, did go seven. The Celtics at the well, final they, game, it, it was a washout. But the games didn't, the games didn't feel close. It seemed like. Mm. like threw a couple of them away and they could have had it done like it could have been 4-1 or 4-2. Yeah, only two of the games, game three and game five, were decided by less than three points. Game three was 103-101 Celtics and I think, uh, sorry, Bucks. And I think at that point with the Bucks 2-1 up, most people probably thought. So, yeah, I guess with the margins that fine, you'd imagine adding Middleton might have pushed them over the top and we'd have had a Bucks-Golden State finals. Uh, Will, how do you fancy a... um, Giannis against uh, the Warriors would have been awesome. Yeah. Mm. Well, it was funny. Like that, that seemed to be a bit of a thing um, in the latter rounds of the playoffs. Just they're all blowouts. Like whether it was one way or the other, there were so many games. Um, well, there were so few close games in the sort of semis and conference finals. Are you talking about uh, Heat Celtics? That went seven games, but again, only two of those were decided. In fact, sorry, no, Will, you're absolutely right. Only one of them was decided by four points. Game seven 
which yeah. was uh, uh, 196. But yeah, it was blowout. It, it was just swings and yeah, swings from one yeah, side just, to the other, wasn't it? And and then of course, I mean, you know, the, the infamous Dallas Phoenix game seven. I mean, you know, what happened there? I'll never know. But you know, the image of Luca bent over chuckling at, at Devin Booker is forever seared in my brain. Yeah, they won that game. They won game seven, 123-90. But I think at one point they were up 46. It was, 47 it was points. like 93-50 something at one point. Unbelievable. Are the Mavs even that good? No. <laughs> <laughs> yet, yet they made it to those finals. Um, mm. And of course they got, sorry, the Western Conference finals where it wasn't a sweep as we discussed earlier. It was 4-1. Mavs took game four to try and keep it interesting. Um, but none of those games were particularly close. 112-87, Warriors spanked them game one. 126-117, they spanked them game two. Then they beat them in Dallas, 109-100. And then uh, Luca must have gone ape shit in that game four. I don't remember the specifics, but Mavs managed to steal one back. And Golden State, of course, went on to win the, the chip. Mm. The whole Mavs run sort of reminded me of Portland from a couple of years ago when they got to the Western Conference Finals. Yes, I know exactly what you mean. It's like you've you've overachieved massively and now you're about to pay for that, basically, at this this stage. Um, But I suppose that's where Luca can carry you on his own, you know, Luca and some uh, some average players. Yeah, slight heat butler in the bubble vibes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's another good one. I think I think that's a little unfair on on Miami in the bubble. I think they've got or had that year like a much more talented roster overall. Uh, Joe hates Miami. It's fine. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about that Western Conference semi? Uh, Memphis versus Golden State. Golden State ended up winning that four two, but that felt like a decent uh, series. And weirdly, Game Five, the Grizzlies won by thirty nine, so they were probably up forty plus. During that That's, game, any memories from you guys about Ja Morant versus Steph? Well, that would have gone seven if Morant hadn't got injured. So he only did what he played four games, four of the seven, I think yeah. it was. Um, four that was six. Got, it was four two, wasn't it? I think. Four, yeah, he didn't play the last. Maybe the last two or three he didn't play, but I think that would have definitely gone seven games mm. um, about the injury. But we, alas, we will never know. Um, well, I can't. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I... No, no, carry on. I was going to say, I wasn't going to let any uh, playoffs 2021 chat go past without talking about Trey Young uh, and the Atlanta Hawks losing 4-1. Was that the biggest capitulation we've ever seen from a superstar? If Ja Morant was able to, he kind of did what I expected Trey to do, but Trey just went out in uh, in a cloud of mediocrity. Uh, in fact, even worse, I mean, I haven't got the stats in front of me, but um, I think it's pretty much well recognised at this point that, that Trey Young in the playoffs this year was quite possibly the most disappointing element. Will? All I'll say is if that, you know, if you know, if that had been James Harden, you'd have heard nothing else all summer. That's all I'm going to say. I agree. I 100% agree. Al? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, people say like he's a great passer, but he didn't seem to do much passing in those games. Mm. I have to say, it was just like, I'm I'm taking over and I'm going to miss every single shot in this. <laughs> he, he, played, he played a team-high 37 minutes in those five games that they were beating 4-1. He only scored 15 points in that time. He averaged five rebounds, which is pretty good, and six assists, uh, but 6.2 turnovers. Um, and he shot 18% from three for the series. <sighs> 78% from the free throw line. Isn't Trey Young supposed is Ice Trey after all the stuff he did to the Knicks? What happened? 
it's his shooting isn't as good as people think it is. It really isn't. Um, I think it'll be interesting. We'll come to the Hawks. It'll be interesting this year to see is he's gonna if he's gonna share it out a bit more. I get all his assist stats and that he's great at assists, but if you've got the ball every time you go down the court, you are gonna get a lot of assists. I think that's just where would you draft Trey Young this season, especially in light of the Deontay Murray move? Oh God. Um, Roughly, I'll, you can do a range if you like. Probably in the top. Somewhere between like fifteen and twenty-five. Will. Um. I I, I don't think I would. I think I'll just I'll just say nothing. <laughs> I'd go between ten and twenty. I think Al might be in a little bit harsh, but it will be really interesting to see how he plays again with uh, Deontay, who he's asked for. So it's a mm. bit like LeBron when he asked for Westbrook. That can sometimes. Well, I mean, it makes it makes total sense though. You know. Um, Murray is, you know, he's, he's he's a great defensive guard, and let's be honest, Trey Young needs needs cover, you know, to for his frailties on that end of the floor. Yeah, and his his usage just isn't isn't um you can't maintain that, can we? This isn't sustainable. What what Atlanta were trying to do with Trey, and is that not, maybe not one if of the you reasons? want to have like genuine success? No, agree. He's not he's not that good. Basically, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's he's great, but he's not Luca or LeBron or Yanis. He's also five foot ten, which is a slight problem. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I've gone I've gone through thirty six years of life being through being five foot ten, and it's been fine for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, look, good good summary of those playoffs. You know, obviously, massive congrats to to Golden State who um, pulled it off kind of against the odds. I did have them, but I feel like I lucked into them being the path kind of opened up a little bit for them, um, especially with how well they uh, matched up against the Mavs. Um, and it really was Luca magic that, that even made got one out of that. And then Boston, I don't know, just, I, I like them more and more as the playoffs went on, but on the final stage, they looked a little bit overawed. Um, I thought so um, really good roundup of the playoffs, gents. Let's jump straight into headlines of this summer. We've got five months of headlines we can catch up on. I've got a list that I've taken here from um, borrowing the order from NBA.com, um, who for unknown reasons are opening with the Clippers, possibly because they are the bookies favorites. Although our second team is going to be the Sacramento Kings. So that puts pay to any thoughts about this being in order of likelihood of winning a championship, unless you happen to really like the idea of um, Sabonis and Rashawn Holmes and um, whoever's coaching over at Sacramento. But we'll get to that. Um, we should start with the Clippers. If I had to pick a storyline at the Clippers, it would be Kawhi for me. Um, two-time NBA Finals MVP, never had a regular season MVP. Mr. Enigma, Mr. Unknown is, uh, what was his uncle called, guys? Not Uncle Charlie. What's, what's the uncle called that's just completely... Uh, dictated his career can't remember but he's got an uncle who knows if he's happy we've got steve Ballmer. we've got pg curious george who knows if he's going to be any good um the team's absolutely stacked john walls joined them but i just want to see Kawhi play 50 or so games and then every single game of the playoffs average 40 minutes and not get injured no zaza peculiar no weird quadra uh, tendonitis in his quadriceps r.i.p the spurs we can talk more about them in a bit. Um, Al, I'll go to you. Storylines from the Clippers that you want to talk about besides Mr. Enigma, Kawhi Leonard? Um, I think it's just the depth of the team. So they are the bookies' favourite right now on a couple of on a couple of um, a 
uh, sort of accounts, but not everyone. So they're like joint favourite with a couple with Boston. Oddly enough, Golden State seems to be the third favourite and like a lot of these bookies as well. But I'll just run through. This is the most prep that I've done for, for the Clippers. This is the Clippers nine man ro- like nine man rotation. So you've got Leonard, George, Norman Powell, Nick Batum, Zubach, Marcus Morris, Reggie Jackson, John Wall, and Robert Covington. That's the nine man rotation. Man, that's got that's got to win sixty games if they're all healthy this season. That's got Sounds to- like it. I mean that's yeah, nine. There's a there's a worrying lack of size for the playoffs though. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll come to that. I think that I think that's another issue. I think that's something they can deal with later on, maybe. But if you're talking about winning games, I think they're going to be. I think it'll be very difficult to beat in the regular season. I really do. Even if they're like, if Kawhi sits a few games, you've got enough players to get wins. Um, to do some damage there, so I'm, I think they're going to be uh, pretty formidable this season if they can stay healthy. I suppose health is the big issue. That's it. And will any any thoughts? Please don't ever use the term load management if you can possibly help it. Um, well, IBS tends to prevent me from uh, trying to talk about load management. But, um, I mean, we didn't even talk about Terrence Mann. And, like, I, you know, I, I, I totally like that's that's 10 men. All right. I've got, I'll do, do you see what I mean? Like, Terrence Mann can take, I mean, regular season, he can take over regular season game. You know, if they're playing the Rockets, pff, stick Terrence Mann on and let him play 40 minutes and run the show. And, you know, he, he could win them that game. But they are incredibly deep. It's just the size. Like, Zubac is not great and he's their only big and they've got that horrible record versus the Mavs yeah, which is weird they won 42 games last season with basically with Paul George playing 30 games and Kawhi not playing at all so yeah and uh, yeah they're, you, they're well coached um are they are they <laughs> I, I actually I actually like I'm slowly like year by year coming around to Ty Lue. Mate, that's like me with Jason Kidd. I'm slowly coming around to Jason Kidd, and I never thought I would. Most people are souring on Ty Lue. Like, you have LeBron, like, you know, to anyone that's coached LeBron obviously looks awesome, but then looks rubbish everywhere else. Um, I think Ty Lue is not a coach. I mean, I don't think he's amazing, but I think think they were well coached last year. I mean, as Joe just said, winning 42 games with, I mean, essentially Batum. Reggie uh, Jackson. Reggie Jackson kind of running the team I think that's you know I think you've you can't sort of disregard the job that he did as a a coach it's like their seventh or eighth man this season Mm. like where he should be coming off the bench basically and playing minutes because Wolves probably going to start you just think you just thought anyway that he's going to start and that Jackson's more suited to coming off the bench Um, so the, the fact is they won 42 games they should be significantly better than they were a lot. Yeah, I, I'm with Al though, Will. I think it takes Ty two games to work out who the hell to actually play when it yeah. comes to the playoffs. And then, <laughs> then he does actually come through. But like, imagine Wait, if it didn't so. take him two days to work out what he, what team to play, what lineups to run, and X's and O's and stuff. Um, is it, do either of you want to come out and have the Clippers as your pick for this year? Because I'm not ready to do that. Oh, no. mate. Because they're both going to get injured again. <laughs> it's so matter of fact they're both getting some, injured at some point they're going to have some sort of injury so it might not be like a season injury but it will be a significant you know it might be 10 games 15 games 
It's just a bit. Paul George. I think Paul George might get injured. I don't think Kawhi is going to get an injury this year. I think he's just got way too much power. And if anyone tries to push him into a game, he's just going to speed dial one Steve Ballmer and just be like, I'm, I'm not playing this game. You better sort it out. At San Diego. That's what it will do. <laughs> uh, will, any last thoughts on the Clippers? You're not picking them to win it, or are you, Will? You're the same as me. Yeah, no. no. Right, I can understand that. Uh, team number two, uh, the Sacramento Kings. Uh, what a weird kind of summer they've had. Um, Rashawn Holmes had some domestic at-home issues. He was basically allowed to go home 10 games early. They brought in Kevin Huerta, who I absolutely love. Malik Monk, who's finally got out of LA. No one's ever wanted to get out of LA. Keegan Murray, who I keep hearing is going to be amazing. Um, he's been, um, was one of the drafts uh, from this really deep class in 2022. And they're coached by Mike Brown. Key subtractions, Justin Holiday and Mo Harkless. How could you be Mo Harkless? He's gone. Dante DiVincenzo, free agent. He's joined. I love Dante. Him and um, uh, Kevin Huerta. Uh, uh, yeah, Dante's out and Huerta's in. Basically, I can't see any upgrade there. They're both awesome. Um, and they've lost interim coach Alvin Gentry. Uh, Will, any thoughts on the Sacramento Kings who went 30-52 and 52 last year? Um, I think... Thanks to the, the, the play-in, I think they could finally make the playoffs for the first time. In I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they could. I don't think they... It's definitely far from definite. Um, but th- there's a path. There's a path to them getting into the play-in and getting through the play-in and being the eighth seed and getting spanked by somebody. It's, it's possible. You know, I don't want to get Kings fans' hopes up, but it's definitely possible. Alex? Nah. The West is a, is not, is a bloodbath, mate. And I I see what people are saying. That, like, you know, we've got a new rookie who's going to be exciting. We've got a couple of, like, depth pieces that might be okay. But I just don't trust Fox and Sabonis as, like, a, a star, like, one and two, like, you know, tandem to do anything meaningful. Yeah, that's a one-two punch you'd be willing to eat, basically. Yeah, other than win, like, they might win, like, 35 games which would get you probably into the playing at best. But then I can't see them winning anything in the playing. No, it's not for, they're not for me, mate. I'm, I'm not on that bandwagon. I've, I've, got um, two, I've got two positions on the Kings. One, they are going to make the playoffs probably via the playing. And two, they were right to pick Murray over Jaden Ivey. Uh, Will, thoughts on those two positions? Well, yeah, sure. One, they, I think they could make the playing. Uh, two, Short term, I'll agree with you, but I think long term, Ivy would have been the right pick. Al? It's just so much short termism with this team. It's literally. <laughs> it always has been, isn't it? Since like the 90s. What, how, how can we incrementally get like 6% better for next season by throwing everything else away? And like. Yeah. Just... Of course, the, the problem is, you know, 6% better than uh, 30 wins is, is sweet Fanny Adams, basically. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that, that is the problem. Um, so I'm no, I'm not on them. They're they're a, they're a miss for me this season. The the only knock I'm going to put on the Kings is that they have lost Buddy Hield and Tyrese Halliburton, and I love both of those guys. So um, yeah, it's kind of subtraction by subtraction there. Um, you lose Buddy Hield and Tyrese Halliburton, you're probably not going to make the playoffs. But I'm still going to stand by it, um, and I do think Keegan's going to be amazing. So there'll, there'll be a quiet taste this season. I think I think there'll be some people on the bandwagon for sure. 
Fair enough. Number three, the Phoenix Suns. Um, weird playoffs where they we, we talked about how they burned out massively um, against the Mavs. Uh, is Kira, is Devin Booker really Kobe? Uh, is Aiton going to have the horrible taste out of his mouth of the way they handled uh, his recent um, re-sign and extension? Um, and they've added Damian Lee and Josh Okogie. No thanks. Lost JaVale McGee, Frank Kaminsky and Aaron Holiday. Not not a big deal. Uh, they ripped through last season with 64 wins, then, you know, flamed out massively. Um, they've got all this Robert Sava stuff. So he uh, got naked and got in the shower with someone. He regularly dropped, you know, profanity and racial language, um, fired a woman because she was pregnant. Um, he's been banned for a year and fined $10 million, which is the max that you can find someone. And he has to go on a course about how to be nice to people, particularly employees. <laughs> Um, what a pathetic so, punishment. Yeah, fair. Will, let's go to you because it sounds like you've got some thoughts on this. Uh, the Phoenix Suns, what kind of off-season have they had, Will? I, I don't really give a shit. Like, it's not their, it's not, you know, it's not Chris Paul's fault. It's not Devin Booker's fault. It's not DeAndre Ayn's fault. But Sabah, you know, I don't understand why he's not had the same treatment as Donald Sterling. And I think it's going to hang over them. Um, you know, he needs to be gone. Um, and yeah, I, I think it'll hang over them. Chris, yeah, sure. Chris Paul is continuing to defy age. I mean, what is he? 37 now? I'm 36 not... or 37. One of those two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, careful. Al's just turned 37 or he's... no, Al, sorry. You've got, I've, uh, making you old before your time. Al's got another month and he's 37. You and I aren't far behind. I don't think we'll great. Stop erasing time off my life. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, they'll be a good team though. You know, they'll have home court in the playoffs. They'll probably flame out. Don't really care. Get shot of, should uh... they have done more? Should they have done more in the off season? Will? Um, I mean, I think bringing it back from a just from a roster point of view, ultimately bringing it back was pretty much the right thing to do. Because um, it clearly it clearly works, you know. It works, uh, but they definitely explored trades for Aiton, and it just there wasn't just anything there of like yeah. measure of value. You, they wouldn't, you know, they were all over that with a load of teams. But yeah, and ultimately, ultimately, I don't, I don't think there was really ever any avenue for them to actually properly improve over Aiton uh, you know a center position especially given that um they're not exactly the str- I mean who else have they got a center they brought in Bismack Biombo who else have they got uh the oh, they got Sar- they got Saric who I suppose can play a bit of center but they're pretty weak there like it, they had a seriously massive risk if they if they were like right well we get rid of Aiton and we'll get somebody else in like who are they going to get in that's going to be as good as or better like it made no sense to me to try and get rid of him I mean I'm sure from a financial point of view I suppose but on the court they never they weren't realistically ever going to get better at that position in my eyes. Al, who's your favourite Phoenix Sun? Uh, probably like Mikel Bridges or I, I was going to say that. Why? Uh, right, Chris Paul is Chris Paul is Chris Paul, and he's very. <laughs> um, you either love him or you hate him. 
I'm not convinced as Devin Booker as this like lead, like number one player. I think he's like a number two guy on your on a good team. Um, I think there's just something there that doesn't get him to that next level. Although people seem to rave about him, I think Bridges is just solid. He doesn't get injured. He's really good at like everything basically. And without him, they're much they're much they're a much weaker team. They need him. So they don't have much depth. Again, they're like a seven man rotation, like maybe eight at best. So they really need him to play that small forward position. They just don't have anyone else. Um, is is Mikael Bridges better than Peak Draymond? Al? No, no, no. Oh, not even close. No, oh. Peak Draymond was an animal, mate. Honestly, no, not even close. Not well, not. Is I that love it. Below? Is that tier below, mate? All right, fair enough. Uh, enough about the Phoenix Suns. Let's move on to a very exciting team, and I didn't think I'd be saying this. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, one of the teams that really surprised all three of us. If you go back a year ago when we were doing our preseason predictions, none of us got Cleveland's story right. Um, I had them bottom. Yeah, of and the whole was, league. Yeah, <laughs> and you weren't alone. And we did it to the Grizzlies as well. So if there were two teams, I'd really uh, wish I could go back and kind of reassess um, whether or not anyone did. Sorry, sorry, Will? So I don't know about the Grizzlies. I think me and Al had them making the playoffs. I had them stick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah but they, they, didn't they end up the second seed, second, Will? They did end up second seed. Yeah. Uh, so key additions, Donovan Mitchell, Robin Lopez, Ochai Agbaji. Haven't heard his name enough to get it right. 2022 draft. Key subtract, uh, subtractions, Colin Sexton's. There's no more sex land. Um, lost Laurie Markinen, who had himself a real Eurobasket um, um, tournament with the Finnish team, I believe. Um, oh, and they've traded O'Shea Agbaji, so he didn't last long. Um, they finished 21-22, 44-38. I don't love Donovan Mitchell, personally. I think I'd prefer um, Shea Gilgis-Alexander if it was me. But um, I love Kevin Love. I think they're coached really well. I think um, uh, Allen's amazing. I really, I, I just like the team top to bottom. And I think that 44-38 wasn't a fluke last year. And they've got better, if not a little bit older, maybe. Um, but I'm quite excited to watch Cleveland, whereas last year I would have, you know, quickly faster, uh, yeah, done a fast forward on any um, Cavs games. Al, how do you feel about Cleveland? Oh, yeah, I think they're, uh, this is like the, the super exciting young team in the East. I mean, if you go through the East, there isn't a team that's this young and this good. Um, I'd say they're a much better version than the Hawks, sort of prepared themselves to be a couple of years ago. Mm. I think it's a great trade for them. I know, I know it's three firsts and two swaps and then like a couple of players that really hadn't like, they weren't really that keen on keeping. Um, it's interesting they chucked the rookie of Bargy in there. I think there might have been a bit of buyer's remorse from the draft there. Apparently he was terrible at Summer League and I think they include him in in this trade is interesting just to um, palm him off on someone else before you get blamed for drafting him basically uh, would you have kept would you have kept Sexton or Garland if it was up to you they traded Sexton is that what you would have done is, oh yeah. Garland, Garland is that a real question 10 times better than Sexton Sexton's just a chucker mate mm. oh, I get I get him confused old uh, Sexton uh, Will how do you think what, what grade are you giving Cavs for their off season um that's why I give them a solid B plus. Sure, it's decent. I yeah. go for B plus as well. Really good trade. They got they needed to get rid of Sexton and yeah. basically upgraded him to Mitchell, who's a much better player than Sexton. Markinen hadn't done anything in like the three years he'd really been in the league. 
like on the NBA level, not like a bit, anything other than being like a backup. And yeah, those picks, they're not really going to miss them because they're going to be good. So I think it's, it's a win-win all round for them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like you've got to worry about them in term, again, like the Clippers in, in, in terms of size, because outside of Mobley and Allen, uh, I mean, what, you know, what bigs have they got coming off the bench? All I can think of is Kevin Love and a very, very old, albeit hilarious Robin Lopez. Kevin Love and Dean Wade and Lopez, basically. They love that Dean Wade. I don't know why. Um, but I think if Allen and Mobley, I mean, Mobley's going to be a beast, basically, this season. That's what it looks like anyway. Um, the thing is, is, you know, if one of them goes down, like, ugh, they're in real trouble. Yeah, but we could say the same for that for every team, pretty much. It's, it seems I like mean, no one's got any centres anymore, unless you're like the Pistons and you've got like seven centres for like no reason, basically, on your roster. Um, it seems like everyone's super light on centres, so I think that's just going to be a bit of a theme maybe this season. There's just no value in it anymore, unless they're really awesome. Um, they thought enough of Garland to make him the highest paid player in Cavs history. He got a $193 million rookie max extension. He's a 21-year-old guard. Really good. So, um, yeah, you guys love Garland. The internet seems to love Garland. I couldn't tell him apart from Sexton from a skill level. Um, so maybe I'm just not watching enough. Uh, as soon as, Sexton, as soon as Sexton went down, it just unleashed Garland basically to like have the. Yeah. And then it was just the decision was made basically that Sexton is Jordan Clarkson and he's cancer and you don't want him on your team. It's as simple as that. You don't. You can't win that guy. You can't. He's now at the perfect place with the Jazz, mate, where they can just lose games and he can put up points. You can't win d- with games with dudes like Colin Sexton. You can't. Mm. Are they still? Is oh, Ricky Rubio still on the Cavs? Yeah, he is. He, he is. is. Nice. Um, I think they, poor they have, old Jordan Clarkson. I'll say this now: the Cavs will be a top four seed in the East. I reckon. I'm going with that three or four. Nice. I like that, Al. I think it's bold, but I'd be prepared to back it. Um, nice. Very good summer in Cleveland. Uh, team number five, the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, good God. OK, so uh, my two cents on Russell Westbrook. Um, is he shit? No. Uh, is he going to help you win a championship? Also, no. Are the Lakers interested in being mediocre? No. Um, so they either need to choose if they're going to be shit next year or going to be good. And because AD is starting to look old and LeBron very much is old, they want to be good now. Therefore, there's no future with Westbrook. Got to get rid of him or got to sit him. Do not start Russell Westbrook. Start this season. You're going to be awful anyway, chances are. Al, any thoughts on uh, on anything I've just said about the Los Angeles Lakers offseason? Well, I, uh, I completely agree with what you just said. However, they will start Russell Westbrook probably at the start of the season. <laughs> For how long, I don't know. It's going to end so badly. It really is. Will? Um, ugh. It's just horrible. I, I think it's just horrible what they've got going on. <laughs> but you love Pat Beverly. He's your favourite. And he's just joined. I mean, the most interesting thing about the Lakers this season is going to be Westbrook and Beverly on the same team. <laughs> like, that... I just don't understand. They won a title just, what was it, three years ago? with 2020. Like, yeah. yeah, like having LeBron James playing point guards and then building around that. And then they won a title doing that. And then since then, they've been like, right, well, let's do anything else. 
but they've got Lonnie Walker, and Al was just saying there are no good centres. Uh, Thomas Bryant, Al, hello. Oh, mate, Washington, <laughs> Washington reject, who they didn't sign, basically. Oh, this is brilliant. Last season, if Hollywood wanted to script the perfect basketball horror movie, it wouldn't need to go very far. The Lakers were the, the, the Lakers were the picture of disappointment by failing to reach the playoffs, coping with the almost nightly bumblings of Russell Westbrook, wasting a fight father time and one season by LeBron James, and dealing with a season-ending injury to Anthony Davis yet again all of which failed their fan base. But the person who suffered most was Vogel, shown the door mainly because the Lakers' defence was spotty and also they didn't win enough. I'll say their, their league, um, their um, final position was 33-49 last year. Um, do you guys think they're going to make the playoffs in the West? Let's end it there with the Lakers. I don't want to talk too much about it and they get more than enough coverage. They can, they can if they make, no. Sorry, Al. make a trade. Yeah, yeah, it's a no unless they make a trade. Fair enough. Okay, a much more exciting team in the West, the Dallas Mavericks. Um, haven't got much better, but I think other than Luca being my favourite for MVP this year, um, I just think the amount of games that they're going to win is going to be his biggest challenge um, because I don't think they're going to win that many. They won 52 last year. Remember, they got rid of um, Paul Zingas. Jalen Brunson was brilliant. Brunson's gone. Christian Wood's in. JaVale McGee's in. Weird. Um, and they need Luca to go absolutely nuts. But um, I don't know. A Luca MVP, a third position in the West and going out in a second round feels about right for me for the Dallas Mavericks. Will, they're your rival in Texas to your beloved Houston Rockets. What do you think of the Mavs? Um, I mean, they'll go as far as Luca can take them. The the. the at best, they'll win a playoff series. What, about, Chris, what but, about Christian Wood? You love him. He's a rocket. I mean, have you seen the guy try and defend? No. Oh, yeah. There you go. Porous. And he, you know, ugh, the, the roster there is just, it's just terrible. But Jason Kidd's awesome, isn't he, Al? Mm, yeah, we go that far. Um, <laughs> They lost their second best player, basically, and they've replaced him with a centre who's either going to be good or he won't be on the team in like six months. <laughs> he's pretty volatile from what we've seen. Mate, I think he's going to be awesome. If I had to pick a side, I'd say that he's going to be good. Will, if you had to pick a side, Christian Wood, is he going to be good or bad in Dallas this upcoming season? Uh, he's going to be great for 42 games of the regular season and he's not going to show up in the playoffs. Yeah. Al? Yeah, that's a fair assessment, I'd say. I think they, what, they won 52 last year. 52. I've got them in the high 40s maybe this season. So maybe a slight... And I think they've lost Boban. Yeah, he's a, he's a rocket Sad. now. Well, hey. Ah, there we go. Boban for Wood. Uh, the next thing we want to talk about is Utah Jazz, who you guys famously said we're going to win the West last year. I had them much lower down. Turns out we were both wrong in a way. But um, yeah. weird, weird team, Utah. My favourite thing of the whole offseason for Utah was Brian Windhorst going, why would they do that with his fingers? And that whole two-minute thing just going, a very interesting trade just went down. When he was talking about Royce O'Neal, he had his fingers out. It was like... Two of the that, those two minutes, I think, really helped the NBA this summer fight what was otherwise pretty boring. Um, they've lost Gobert, they've lost Mitchell. They just want to be shit so they can get Wembenyama. 
Will, have I just summed up the Utah Jazz there in 30 seconds? You forgot to mention that they're just awful as a franchise. And I mean that in the way that I describe people as being awful. <laughs> what, what have you got against the Mormons? <laughs> um, I mean, they're the Jazz. They're just they're, they're horrible, horrible people. But they've got Sexton, Markinen, Taylor Horton Tucker, Malik Beasley. God, they've got one of the purposefully worst rosters of all time. Like, yeah. It, you it, don't it. like Jared Vinder- Vanderbilt? I, I, I no. think it's an insult to Mike Conley. Basically, well, I, I doubt I doubt Conley and Bogdanovich will be on the team come no. either like the start of the season or they won't play. But they did get eleven first round picks and four pick swaps. For though for Donovan Mitchell and Gobert, so the hall was massive basically, and it's all I've got written down is tank. They will be tanking. (laughs) I just wrote down ruined free agency. Yes, yeah, that's it. Um, Gents, Danny Ainge is a GM. A uh, score for him out of ten, please. Ten being he's a good GM, one being he's a terrible one. Seven. Wait, are we talking all time or just for you? All all time. All time. Oh. Eight. Eight. Al? Yeah, probably eight all time. I'd say an eight as well. So I think he's 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 definitely ripped the uh the plaster off, hasn't he? Um the right way. You've just got to be terrible for a couple of years and then be good again. There's no point just hanging around being average. Yeah, and Quinn Snyder wanted no part of it, did he? Nah, and that 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 whole, you know, he's gonna probably gonna be on the Spurs next season is probably gonna take place as well. So Yeah, Al, come on, give us your cause we were playing basketball the other day and Al, Al hit me with this. So we're talking about what's gonna happen after Greg Popovich is this is last season. There we'll were rumors at the end of last season that Pop might not have come back for this season. Now but, he is coming back for this season. What's the scoop though, Al? What have your sources said about Schneider? Schneider is a Popovich disciple, basically. He's like, you know, like the the chosen one basically, among that group of coaches. The anointed one. <laughs> the anointed that went off and did something. And he's had, obviously, he's had two of the best offences, um, Schneider has, like, in the last four seasons. And that Jazz offence was pretty was pretty good, basically. And uh, the rumour is that as soon as Pop retires, probably at the end of this season, most likely, that Schneider will be the chosen one to come in and take over, basically. And that's why he's left now, because he had something in his contract about that he couldn't go to another team or he couldn't get his payoff. So he's basically had his payoff for leasing, but he had to wait a year, basically, before taking another coaching job, which aligns perfectly if Pop decides to leave. Mm-hmm. So I've heard all this. Um, and it does make sense. I can't see Pop doing another more than one year. I mean, he's getting pretty old. Um, and I can't imagine him wanting to go with another rebuilding season, maybe. So, um, Will, do you so- believe our sources? I mean, that, that makes an awful lot of sense. I would, I would add that seems a bit harsh on Mike Budenholzer. I mean, he's done quite a bit. He's achieved a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Won a title. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't mean um, does, doesn't mean he's the chosen one. But I think he's no, no. One. I just mean like in terms of like you know he's he's a disciple uh, Popovich sort of that's disciple true. that's done stuff. Uh, but yeah, that that makes an awful you know that makes an awful lot of sense. I've got to say, has, has I've anyone, not heard it. But has yeah. anyone ever sold as high on a player as those guys did with Rudy? And if there is, is it Deontay Murray at the Spurs? Um, that is a sell high guy, right? You're supposed to buy low, sell high. And I think the Spurs and Jazz have given masterclasses in how to sell high with the trades or with yeah. the hauls they got in return from they're, Deontay. There are appropriate times to sell if you don't want to pay the guy. If you're not exactly. going to pay exactly. him all that money, and it's a lot of money these days, and just trade him and start again. 
Yeah, I mean, because it, it, you know, you can rebuild pretty damn quickly. I mean, you know, look at what's happened in Cleveland uh, at the moment. Um, who else is a quick rebuild? I mean, the Nets had a pretty damn quick rebuild. Um, yeah, so it perfectly understandable what they've done. Um, makes a lot of sense, really. Um, we'll move on to the San Antonio Spurs. Um, all I hear about the Spurs is uh, they did well getting rid of Deontay. Um, he's not as good as everyone thinks anyway. Pop can see the writings on the wall. All they care about is Wembenyama and uh, basically outside of Darius Vassell and Keldon Johnson, no one's going to do shit on the San Antonio's squad, um, squad this year. And they're going for a 10-72 and 72 season this year. Uh, Will, thoughts on that? I think this is by far the worst roster in the NBA, and it's oh, not hideous. even close. Fair. And uh, Al, what do you think? They lost Lonnie Walker. He was quite good, wasn't he? <laughs> not really. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had lots of two guards that couldn't really shoot. It was like a thing. They had a bit of a fascination with like collecting them for a bit. And I think mm-hmm. Vassell was probably the best one, and they've kept him. Um, but there's no, there's no like good veterans on this team or good young players. I think that's the problem. Like, well, they, they went they went 34 and 48 last year. What do we think they're going to go this year? Because I think it's going to be something like 17 and 55. No, 17 and 65. I think it'll be in the 20s because I think Pop's an impediment for them losing to too many games. Fair. So be around 26, 27 games or 25 games maybe. Well, roster is horrific though. I think I think the roster is capable of winning maybe 13. And I think Popovich will give him an extra six or seven. Yeah, so about 20 as well. So I'm the only one going sub-20 for the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, next up, the New Orleans Pelicans. They were a bit frisky um, in that game. Um, they gave Suns, you know, some fits in the first round. Um, obviously ended up losing. Um, I quite like the Pels. There's some stuff going on with Lonzo. I don't think... Oh, no, Lonzo. Is Lonzo a bull now or is he a Pelican? I always forget. He's a bull. He's a bull. Okay. Well, they went 36 and 46 um, last year. Zion's obviously the only thing really worth talking about um, from a how much better do we think this team can get. I think we know everyone else um, on the squad. But um, they've got CJ McCollum... Uh, I just think they're going to be quite fun to watch. They did okay. You know, there's a world in which I give them an A for their off-season because they didn't drop the ball and they did really all that that could be asked of them um, with no key abstractions at all. And they added Dyson Daniels, EJ Liddle and Carlo Makovic, who I'm sure are about to become household names. Um, (laughs) Will, Will, what do you think about the New Orleans Pelicans? I mean... There is there is a timeline where they win 50 games. There is a timeline where they win 25 games. And they probably win 40. I mean, Zaya, it, it, it'll, I, think, I think it's just going to depend on is how, how many games is Zion going to miss, pretty yeah, much. I agree with that. Um, Al, any thoughts on the Pelicans? I know they don't exactly uh, blow your skirt up either. Uh, I think they could be really good. Um, and I think it's not just Zion. I think Ingram could be awesome this season. He had signs last season that he was like really starting to turn it on in terms of like taking the sort of carrying the team mm. on his back, especially towards the end of the season. 
it just depends how they play together, basically. Who's the coach? Um, Good question. I'm trying to remember. Willie Green? Yeah, quite like the coach. He seems to understand that. He's very he's very good with people, with players. Basically, if they play a fat centre who's going to stand in Zion's way for too many games of the season, which they did sort of like two years ago, or if they've got over that by now and just like clear out the paint, they'll be good. But if they can like not play like a Stephen Adams type too many minutes or whoever else they've got, they've got Valanciunas. Well, it's Valanciunas who's, who's a big man, isn't it? Yeah, if he can just stay out the paint a bit, I think they're going to be awesome. Um, and I know he was he was a bit better than Stephen Adams was the year before, so they could be good. You know? they, they could put they, they could put Larry Nance at five quite a bit. Yeah, they could be hanging around the sixth, seventh seed, sort of like mm. season, like sort of being interesting. Um, yeah, I've got some quite high hopes for them. I've got any guards that I'm really I really like. That's one thing I would say. I'm I'm not a big CJ fan. I never have been. Like and he's getting older, but like he's. He's a stabilising force there, so they could be decent, but they're I mean, not. Do, you know, do, do you not think Devontae Graham's capable of like sort of mate, taking I, over when when you know when needs? But maybe not in the playoffs, but certainly in the regular season, I think they could he, just he, chuck him he, in. He was one of the worst players in the NBA last season. He genuinely was, and they only started winning games when he basically dropped out the rotation. I don't think he should be um, anywhere near the team. I actually don't. He is he. he... He was terrible last year, but then he was pretty good when, when he was in Charlotte, so... No, nah, I think it was a fluke, mate. I actually do. I think everyone looks good on that Charlotte roster. Anyone that goes from Charlotte to someone else, they're never any good. Fair enough. We'll, we'll get to Charlotte, mate. <laughs> yeah. ne- next up is actually the Oklahoma City Thunder, who uh, got number two pick in the draft, Chet Holmgren. Uh, he's unfortunately injured, something to do with that crossover tournament i think um that was going on in the summer that um too many people packed into one facility it was condensation everywhere the aircon couldn't keep up lebron only played like four minutes or something um other than that they added uzman diang and Jalen williams they haven't lost anyone uh they went 24 and 58 last year i'm not particularly si- excited about okc unless they've still got stephen adams which i don't think they do uh al what were you going to say I'm going to say they've got um, his injuries, like some sort of NFL type injury, like basically his ligament in his foot, like exploded. Yeah, it's called a Liz Frank. Yeah, really strange. It's like really, it's like really typical of like an NFL type like injury, like like an like a contact injury. Um, and yeah, they're basically going to say he's not going to play all year. They're going to tank again because they might as well. Um, oh, look out for that. This is really confusing. They've got two dudes who they've drafted this year, and they're both called Jalen Williams. But it's spelled differently. Yeah, yeah I noticed that. It's so annoying. Um, anyway, the one that was drafted 12, he could be awesome. So look out for that guy. Um, yeah, I've heard some good things about him. Will, any closing thoughts on OKC? Well, the, I mean, the big question is, what's the... Um... What's the over-under date for when uh, Giddy and Shay get sat for reasons? First of Jan, mate. <laughs> First of Jan, fair enough. Yeah, that, that Giddy's quite awesome. He looked. I mean, he he looked pretty damn good last year. Mm, um, I quite like. It's you know, I mean, he plays point guard and he's six foot eight. You know, that size is is a real advantage for him. Um, who, who do you prefer, Will? Um, just overall, as uh, just. Nothing other than gut feel as a nice guy. Um, the chap we were just talking about, um, 
Yeah, Josh Giddy or Franz Wagner. Oh, I love that. Um, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say Franz. Al? Oh, Wagner, mate. I love that guy. Really? Everyone yeah. loves Wagner. I like both of them. I'm not sure which one I prefer. I can actually call it 50-50, but I love the response that got. Look, we've got to whiz through some of these. Um, we're loving talking about the first 10 too much. Uh, the Grizzlies, I think we've talked about them a lot. Jaron Jackson, I think, out. I've heard a lot about him. DeAnthony Melton's gone. Slow Mo's gone. Um, they did amazingly last year. John um, Morant looks like the real deal. Uh, they've added Daddy, uh, Danny Green, um, who there was an interesting stat about. He's won championships with five different teams or something like that. Um, but uh, it's getting expensive because you can't pay everyone. Um, so you've got to get rid of someone. Uh, Desmond Bain, I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know what's going on with Brooks. Al, you always know a lot about the Grizzlies. Uh, have they had a good off-season? I think they're going to have a transition year. I think they're going to be slightly worse than they were last season because Jackson will be out for like a few months. Probably won't see him until like November, December time. Um, and yeah, they couldn't pay everyone basically. So as you said, they had to get rid of some people. I've got them as like a playoff team, but probably not finishing as high as they did last year. I agree with all of that. Will? Yeah. Uh, I've I've got nothing further to add apart from I just... They're one of my favourite teams to watch. Um, oh, that's good. I thought you were going to yeah. say something bad then. No, no, I love I love watching the Grizz. Uh, I mean, Stephen Adams is is my favourite non-rocket, and he has been for years. Uh, and he's not even he's far from the most exciting thing about them. I bet John Morant loves playing with Stephen Adams. I don't know that. I've just got a very strong suspicion. Um, Houston Rockets. We go straight to Will. Will, have they had a good off season? What's going on in Houston? Uh, they've had a great off season. Um, How so? Well, I, th- I think you know. Obviously, last draft, you know, they got in Shangoon uh, and Jalen Green. You know, you know, really focused on offense uh, this year. Um, I, th- I think they were really, you know, pretty damn lucky that Jabari Smith fell to number three. I said in the the last po- podcast that we did, Al asked me like, oh, if, if Houston get the number one pick, who are you taking? Jabari Smith Jr., no question. Um, so I'm very happy that he fell to three. I thought it was interesting how, he, you know, he was the consensus number one pick. And then it was only after he fell to Houston at three and suddenly everyone was like, oh, he's probably not going to be that good, um, which I thought was a bit weird. Um, but, yeah, I think I think they've, they've drafted really well. Um, you know, Gordon's going to get traded to a contender at some point. They'll get a few more assets in. Tari Eason looked phenomenal in summer league i'm very excited about him um yeah it's going to be another season of shit but interesting imagine if gordon goes to the clippers will do you think that would make the clippers better i mean i think it would but my money's on uh, philly to be honest fair who've got some interesting things happening with doc rivers likes apparently he was liking some she porn and he thought he was using his burner twitter account but it was his actual twitter. Really and, oh is that what it was i just i just saw the apology thing like oh i got hacked or some nonsense. yeah no he definitely did um ow it's unlikely but anything you would add to will's assessment of houston there which i thought other than being insanely biased was also very accurate very, very accurate they'll be shit but it'll be fun yeah yeah. Uh, the oh, Denver- also, sorry, just one more thing. Is yeah. We've got Boban. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> uh, I always want to know where Boban is, so that's fine. Denver Nuggets. Uh, De- the Nuggets are braced for a bounce back season with healthy groups. So, um, look, Jokic, two time MVP. Uh, Al, you actually called it. You said it wouldn't surprise me if Jokic got it again, but he will not get it a third time. That was an Alex Norman guarantee. Look, Murray's back. Uh, Porter Jr., I think, is back. They've added KCP, Ishmith, DeAndre Jordan, and Bruce Brown. I, I think we're all fans of Bruce Brown. I remember Will waxing lyrical about Brown v. Brown in the Nets yeah. series um, from game one when we lost in, in episode 40. Lost Monty Morris, lost Will Barton. He's a frustrating one. Jermichael Green, who I really like, who I think has ended up at Golden State and will end up looking like... Um, Draymond because of the way he'll be coached and they lost Austin Rivers as well um, I they went 48 and 34 I thought they were going to be number one seed last year uh, with a healthy Jokic I can't see them doing any worse than 48-34 great team they're just going to fall short in the playoffs because they just haven't got that dog in them that's my overall assessment Al Nuggets yeah really good regular season team this season I think probably like top three maybe because they were sick last year, they got everyone back. But yeah, they they can't stop anyone. That's the problem. So they need to outscore them. Um, yeah, and Jokic isn't allowed to win three um, MVPs because Jordan never did, LeBron never did, no one's allowed. So yeah. it's not allowed, well, mate. Well, it's not allowed. It's not allowed. <laughs> yeah, Alex is wrong. I mean, I, I, one thing that I would disagree with you on is just you said, um, yeah, Nuggets back and healthy. Nah. Porter Jr. is going to be out for loads of time. I'm sure of it. I don't think he's ever going to be fully healthy. Aaron Gordon can't stay healthy for a whole season. Jamal Murray, who knows with Jamal Murray? He just missed a whole season. True. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't get me wrong. They'll, they'll, they'll be good. They'll, you know, if, if they have everyone back, they can win a playoff series. If they don't, they'll lose in the first round. Yeah, it's a question they... mark. Just like the Clippers, I suppose. It's another question mark. We don't know. Yeah, you've just reminded me to draft Aaron Gordon somewhere. Well, thanks. I'm going to try and get him in the tenth round, but he's not going to Mate, be. If, let's face you, it. by all means, please go ahead and draft him in the tenth round. <laughs> um, we're going east now to the Miami Heat. Look, Pat Riley cannot get it done. I don't know what's if it's through choice or you, you just do the heat, okay? just, just do the heat. Just t- just say what you want to say. Take five minutes. Just just what, on, the, on the heat. Yeah, just do it. Well, look, I, I think Jimmy Butler is absolutely amazing. And I think he's got one more season left in him of, of you know, continuing to surprise people um, with just how amazing he is. They've got a lot of flexibility. I love Pat Riley. They've added Nikola Jovic through the draft, not to be confused with Nikola Jokic, the two-time MVP. And they got rid of PJ Tucker, who's going to be brilliant wherever he ends up. Um, anyone who can play next to Harden and... Uh, Happily go stand corner um, gets my uh, vote. So um, yeah, really, really happy with um, with the Heat generally. I don't think they're going to win anything, but I don't think they're going to be the number one seed in the East, and it will probably be a mildly successful, if not forgettable, season for them. What do you guys think, Will? They're very yawn for me. Um, I like Bam. I love Kyle Lowry. I mean, I suppose I felt the same last year. There's just nothing. The most exciting thing about the Heat for me is is Spolstra. Um, nothing else really jumps out at me. As like, oh, I love this, love that. You know, 
be really good and exciting. They'll they'll win a, they'll win plenty of games. I don't think they'll be number one seed again. Um, you know, I think I think a lot of their success is going to depend on, you know, is Tyler Harrow actually any good? Yeah, and we have that conversation every year, and no one actually knows the answer uh, unless Al, have you had an epiphany? Is Tyler Harrow any good? And do you want to say anything about the Miami Heat? Anything to add? Probably not. I suppose is the answer. Um, yeah. What is that on Harrow? Uh, I think they just made a couple of errors. I think maybe. After the bubble, they should have probably got rid of Harrow. Mm. But he was probably oh, worth a, uh, a King's ransom at that stage. Um, and signing Duncan Robinson to that mental contract and then realising that Max Struess is actually better than Duncan Robinson like two weeks later. Um, <laughs> he doesn't earn anything and just not playing him. It's just a lot of weird stuff. Who's going to um, have a better career? Tyrese Maxey or Maxi Struess? Tyrese. Oh, Tyrese. Maxey, mate. You both saying Tyrese, the 76er? Yeah, yeah, yeah. not yeah, even okay. close. Fair enough. Um, can I jump onto the Minnesota hour, or did you have any final comments on the Heat? Just want to move on. Okay, uh, Minnesota, they've added Rudy Gobert and Kyle Anderson and Austin Rivers and Bryn Forbes. Um, more than one ex-Spur there. And they got rid of Pat Beverly, not going to hurt them. Malik Beasley, nah. J- Jared Vanderbilt, nah. Josh Okogie. Um, But they've got Rudy Gobert and he's going to be alongside Cat and um, more importantly, Ant. And they went 46 and 36 last year. Is this a 60-win team now? Because I think they're guaranteed playoffs and going to scare some people. I think everyone's a bit scared of the Timberwolves. Will, have I over-egged the pudding there? No, I think the one thing I would add is um, how did how did that all work out for Utah over the last few years? True. Yeah, that's a good uh, note of caution. Um, but I guess I just think the new, not being around Donovan Mitchell and the new environment and this great Euro basket he's had in France is going to, work out for him and two towers has worked before i'm thinking of clifford robinson and tim duncan in like the late 90s for the spurs um does two I mean, towers david work robinson. david robinson sorry does two towers work out yeah i think so can do um cat does like doesn't really like to be around the basket anyway so um i think it is a good uh sort of mix to have those two at the four and five. I think it can work with Gobert because you knew Ty was just surrounded by little guards, basically. There wasn't really anyone. And isn't Cat the best big scoring big man since Dirk? Like on jumpers yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah. I've yeah. I'm gonna have gonna have them as number my number one seed in the West. Shut up. No Will, are you hearing this? Yeah. Um I mean, Regular not, season. I don't know I've given it that much thought about because I haven't done rankings for this upcoming go, season but just there. just the concept of them being number one just smacks me in the face and i'm like what yeah, i thought that for a while but you've replaced jared vanderbilt with gobert yeah and yeah. and let's be and let's be honest edwards is just getting better and better and he's going to be awesome next season cat will also be good i think they will win 58 59 games yeah they've got they've got delo as like their fourth option yeah which he's, is good which, you know, as a fourth option, I think is great. Uh, who do you think will have the better Hall of Fame shout when all said and done? Um, Anthony Edwards or Jimmy Butler? I mean, surely you've got you've just got to say Jimmy Butler at this point because you just don't know what's going to happen with Edwards. He's only 
done two years. That's a glass half empty view, Will. Sure. (laughs) If you're saying Butler, so say we look at Butler's career, so the likelihood is he won't go back to another final. Just the likelihood is that he won't. Yeah, I agree. He's basically been in one finals, which he was pretty awesome in. Um, And he's been, what, an all-star, like probably like eight or nine times. You've got to think it's going to be quite close. You've got to think that, like, Edwards, if he can, he could be an eight or a nine-time all-star. I mean, I don't starts. think Jimmy's going to make it. But what the Hall of Fame? Yeah, he's probably borderline. Didn't someone make it recently? And I was like, someone re- very recently has just made the Hall of Fame. And Is it Manny Ginobili? Someone else, because I think obviously Ginobili thought he did in the playoffs, and for like how long he played and for how. There was someone else who was like a five-time All Star that's basically been put into the Hall of Fame. I think the standards is getting lower, mate. We'll put um, that. Is, we'll, we'll put that on correction corner. But I, I hear what you're saying. I think it. I, I ask because I think it's going to be really even. Um, and Jimmy's going to need a few more All Star appearances. But what he did in the playoffs to take that series to seven, Miami yeah. didn't really have any <laughs> any real yeah. business taking Celtics to seven. I didn't think. But um, they keep hanging around, and it's mostly down to Jimmy, unless you really do believe Hera yeah. and obviously Spolstra. Didn't he in that bubble? in that bubble finals have like a 45 point game or something against the Lakers you know, the yeah he did yeah so and, and done, he did it this round as well so he's done something yeah, yeah. He's, he's brilliant um we'll move on to Portland who've still got Damian Lillard um I don't really have anything to say about um Portland they went 27 and 55 last year I just don't find them interesting at all I liked them when they had CJ not fussed ever since um Apparently, the change there has been seismic. I wouldn't class it as seismic. Will? I'd, yeah, sure. They'll they'll probably make the playoffs. But again, they, they, they've done a lot of posturing for not a lot of improvement. I mean, you know, Shaden Sharp could be quite interesting as a pick. But, you know, he didn't play at all in summer league. He's, he's injured currently. Jeremy Grant they was their sort of big free agent signing well no they didn't even, it wasn't free agent it was a trade wasn't it but he's like they're in you know the the new player they've got in that's kind of exciting but he's not uh, yeah like yeah it's it's just it's hard it's hard to sort of if i was a, if i was a blazers fan i'd be a little bit like just kind of a bit bored yeah, yeah. that's how i feel al who's your favorite blazer because i think i know the answer um I think he's on the team. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it because I think you're going to agree. Is it Anthony Simons, your favourite blazer? For me, mate. He's not. Uh, All I've got for the blazers is meh. That's what I've written (laughs) down. And Dame is washed. And I don't think they'll make the playoffs. Dame definitely isn't washed, but I don't think they're going to make the playoffs either. But I really like Anthony Simons. Um, I think he's brilliant. And Nurkic just got extended for four years. Um, I don't think it's a good idea either. He hasn't really done much since he's been. They seem to like reward people for for not playing games a lot (laughs) of the time. Um, We'll move on to the New York Knicks, who everyone's taken a mick out of. They've been shit for years now. They still get, you know, they still pack out Madison Square Gardens and we always expect something to happen. But the fact is they're rubbish. They didn't get um, Donovan, which I think had they got Donovan, they would have been even worse. 
So I think they've actually dodged a bullet not picking up Donovan Mitchell. I think they're going to regret getting Jalen Brunson. I think he's okay, but not better than saying Anthony Simons at the Blazers. Um, Certainly not as tall. Um, So, yeah, just I'm all out on the Knicks. I think they're going to have an awful season. They need to change everything there and go full Spurs or Jazz. Uh, Al, what do you think on the Knicks? Exactly what you just said. I'm out. Excellent. 12th in the East, no chance. Brilliant. Will? Um, I actually loved the uh, the uh, pickup of uh, Hartenstein. I thought that was great. I think not caving into the ridiculous demands of Utah for Mitchell was great. Um, but the idea that Jalen Brunson, RJ Barrett, and Julius Randle are somehow like a big three is comically ridiculous, but in a way that only the Knicks could do. They've lost, I really like that assessment, by the way, Will, but they've lost four of the most mediocre players in the world. Alec Burks, Nerlens Noel, Taj Gibson and Kemba Walker. So they're the four that are out the door and they've added Brunson and, and Hartenstein. So they might be a little bit better, but no thank you, Nick. Certainly not much watch basketball. Uh, Boston Celtics, guys, coming off the finals. Turns out Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum can play together. Time Lord might lead the league in blocks if he can stay on the floor. They're well coached. Um, Ultimately fell short against Golden State. I think everyone would have. Um, Don't really love them for anything outside of anything that I've just said. Maybe Time Lord's my favourite Celtic. Uh, Your favourite player of all time. Malcolm Brogdon. Oh, shit. Yeah, good point. I completely forgotten about that. Uh, okay, I'm changing my opinion slightly uh, because of the uh, the addition of Brogdon. But ultimately, just uh, not a team I get excited about. And uh, they kind of made for a slightly boring finals. I don't know. Danilo Gallinari's injured. Uh, Will, you've normally got some strong thoughts on the Celtics. And a lot of people in our fantasy team are Celtics fans. So tread carefully because I've just alienated myself massively. Um, Don't worry, I'll, I'll join you there. I love, I, 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 I love their, you know, what, what will likely be their starting five, like Smart, Brown, Tatum, Horford, Williams. Love it. Um, but I just find, I find Celtic fans insufferable and it really ha- like stops me from loving that team as much as I that's, know that I should. They're like Lakers fans, Will. It's the same. It's yeah. just the same. Yeah. But like, oh, that team is great. Um, yeah. yeah, it really is. Like, it obviously it's a shame that Tatum kind of flunked out in the finals. Um, but you know what? They've made the they've they've been like Eastern Conference finalists. What like four of the last five years? Um, um, you know, Ime looked like a great coach. Um, I, it would be really disappointing if it wasn't Celtics Bucks in in the East Finals. That's all I'll say. Al, yeah, I'd say the same. To be honest, um, they'll be in. The, I think they'll be in the Eastern Conference Finals again. I do. Uh, moving on to the Atlanta Hawks with Trey Young and Deontay Murray. Um, I mean, Clint Capella, sure. Love Atlanta as a city. We're probably one of my favorite NBA cities. Um, going to be okay in the East. I just need to see more from Trey, and I'm going to be watching Trey Young's box scores really closely this season. Al? Um, they'll be slightly better than they were last year, but I think they'll be hovering around sort of like the edges of the playoffs. I'm not convinced by the team as a whole. Um, I'm not sure how this back this backcourt is going to work with both of these two. I really don't. 
Um, I'm not sure Trey Young. I think there's a trade still here somewhere. Maybe not straight away, but during the season, if it's not working, I can see maybe John Collins is going to go somewhere. <laughs> Darling, Darling loves John Collins, don't you, Will? Oh, he's, he's, he's a wonder. I mean, it's 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 kind of a shame for Atlanta. This team in the East, like three years ago, yeah, that's probably conference finals. But now, no. Fair enough. Uh, right to the bottom of the East now, gents. Orlando Magic. Uh, I don't really have too much to say about them, but I am quite excited to see Banchero. Um, I haven't seen much of him, and all the footage I have seen has just been a bit grainy and rubbish. And I'm like, is that him or is that him? Is that him? Um, but I think he's going to be amazing. I'm going to try and draft him early doors. Uh, if I can get him in like the fourth round, I'll probably take Paolo Banchero. Alex, should I be thinking about taking this number one pick in the fourth round? Absolutely. He mm. is going to put up numbers, mate. He's designed to put numbers up, basically. He's going to be pretty good. Is he going um, to be my favourite Magic since uh, Aaron Gordon? This is my sleeper team in the East. They won 22 games last season. I've got them verging on playing this season. That much of a jump, I actually think. Um, so who do you like them? Who's, can you even name their starting five? Because outside yeah, of Banchero, yeah. I'm lost. So you can have... Have Markle Fultz, you're gonna have uh Franz you can have Franz Wagner, you can have Bancaro, you're either gonna and you're gonna have um Carter who used to be at the uh Chicago. What Wendell? Um, yeah. Well, and, and you're gonna either one, have... of, one of Anthony or Suggs. Uh, well, one of Anthony or Suggs. I hate Anthony, mate. It'll be Suggs. Um well, you've just reeled off seven players' names and I love all of them. And then you've got Jonathan Isaac, who hasn't played in two years, who's coming back as well. He's probably going to get traded to someone, but they might play him for a bit. If they don't play Cole Anthony too many minutes, they might win some games. Oh, my um, God. What do you think, Will? Are we going to see some wins this year at the American Airway Centre, the Amway? I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised if they made the playoffs. Um, but, yeah, but I mean, Banquet, like, for a rookie, like, he, in terms of, like, his physique, his body, he's already... He's there a normal, physically. He's a giant. He's so like who's his? Body, it's like, it looks like LeBron James, Ron, mate, with an. Yeah. <laughs> I was going yeah. to say who's his comp, and it's, it's, it's LeBron. Physically, like in terms of how his body looks, it's LeBron. It's incredible. But he's like six eleven. Mm. Well, that's exciting. I'm looking forward yeah. to the Orlando Magic all of a sudden. Yeah, they're going to be super fun, honestly. Oh, nice one. They were quiet. I'm fully a convert. Interesting last year, I thought, to be honest. I love love Wagner as well, mate. He's like my favourite, like, white dude in the league. He will be the best white player in the league in, like, four years. Oh, come on. I'm I'm pretty sure Luca's white. (laughs) Nah, doesn't count. He'll be the best white player on the Magic in four years. (laughs) Al, you're going to love this because you and I spoke at length about the Charlotte Hornets uh, when we were playing basketball a couple of weeks ago. And I loved it. You gave me two minutes on the Hornets. Um, Do you want to go again? No, not really. I haven't got a lot to say, mate. Um, Well, they're the ones with Lamelo, right? But wasn't he fucking awful in the playoffs or he was good in the playing? There's been a playing game for the last two years. He's been absolutely awful both times. He's been made been made to look like a child both times by very average backup players. Both once by the 70s, sorry, once by Indiana. I watched um, Edward Sumner own him like two years ago. And then last year in the playoffs, they got hammered again. 
Um, they lost to the Nets, actually, in that game. So, and he got so you're basically saying Lamelo can't take the bright lights and the team's boring as fuck? Yeah, basically. I hate him. Will? I'm out, mate. Fully out. I mean, you know, people always, you know, think, think Kevin Love, like, original Minnesota days in terms of empty stats, but then just apply it to a guard. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's what you got with Lamelo. It can be it can be super fun to watch, you know, some interesting passing and that, but he's not conducive to winning. Are his stats even that good? Like I don't know. He's like a twenty-seven and eight man, to my knowledge. Oh, yeah, mate. While talking, well, I'm looking him up now. I'm not having that. It can't. <laughs> Will can't name true. name two other Charlotte Hornets that are rem- remotely interesting, just to jog my memory because I haven't got their roster in front of me. I mean. They're like that's impossible because none of them are interesting. Like, yeah, he's a twenty and seven man. Oh, okay. Like, and yeah, that's pretty good for like, uh, you know, but lots. I think there were like sixty players that scored twenty points last season. They're just showing some ridiculous. Um, actually, I went on ESPN. It was hilarious, and they're just showing. He tried to do an. He tried to do a dunk when he was open in the lane and jammed it off the rim like four times. They're showing all of Lamelo missed dunks from last season. <laughs> um, so I think people are starting to sour slightly. That's a video I want to watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll um, post that on the uh, on the Twitter and the gram. If you can get me a link, I'll put that on the server. Um, um, anything more on the Hornets, or should we move on to the Washington Bullets, Stroke Wizards? Skip them because can no we skip team. them as well? Yeah, they're not particularly exciting. I, d- I don't love Bradley Beal. I actually think him and um, Deontay Murray and and, and uh, Donovan are all, all pretty much the same player. Uh, I'm not excited about the Washington Wizards. Did they even draft well, maybe? Do either of you know who Washington drafted? I don't. Uh, do. do you know what? I do. I do. There's a guy called Johnny, da- a guy called Johnny Davis, and he's a bit older. Than um, oh, is he some the, of the, other... the, guard, the point guard? Yeah, who loves to shoot a bit too much, and he was terrible in the summer. And I think they're regretting that. They're terrible at drafting as it is. Washington they haven't drafted anyone decent in the last ten years, really, apart from Beal, yeah. um, and maybe Wall. But that was a given at one. Um, but yeah, but he didn't have a good summer league, and they haven't really got a team. Right, it's just going to be pretty. Do average, we think they could so. be the worst team in the East? No, because. They're paying players. They've got like Kuzma and Porzingis. It begs Porzingis. the question. <laughs> yeah, it begs the question then. Who do we think would be the worst team in the East? Because I think I've got it as Washington. I think they're the worst team that's trying to be good. I would I'll say, I mean, the Hornets. the Hornets are definitely worse. Um, who else? Uh, we just picked up the Magic, so we can't put Oh, um... I don't know. I mean, outside of we haven't got something yet, but outside of Halliburton, I, I don't like the oh, Pacers. Oh, good, actually. Yeah, we're we're very close to the Pacers. I won't uh, stop on them for a minute. I will just go to the Raptors. Will you always call Spicy P Lemon and Her? But then he helped you win like back to back championships, and they're managed by uh, Nick Nurse, and they won a championship three years ago. I actually really like the Raptors. Everyone loves Scotty Barnes. Literally, never heard a bad word written or you know, said about that guy. Um, but they're just going to be third or fourth in the East, right, and not really do much. Will, have I got anything wrong on the Raptors there? Um, not really. I mean, I, I don't know if I've got them that high. 
I don't think I'd have them as a as having home court. Um, but yeah, I mean Van Vliet. Um, yeah, he's he's spicy P now. He's got rid of lemon and herb. Fair. Um, yeah, they're they're, they're going to be good, but I don't think they'll be home court, and I don't, you know, I don't think they're a contender, an actual genuine contender. I've got I've got for them. They need to make a trade because they've got three players that play the same position. Who are they? So Ananobi, Siakam, Bar, all basically mm. play the three four. They're um, trying to get rid of Ananobi, aren't they? They were shopping him. I, well, it, I think that's a bit strong getting rid. I think they want something really good for him because a lot he's of like people want him. Undersized power forward, isn't he? Yeah, but he's he's good, he's mate. He's super defensively, really good. A lot I don't of like his jumper. His jumper looks horrific, but it does go in. Um, let's move on to the 76ers, who I think are going to win the East, or at least would have before Doc Rivers decided to start um, <laughs> distracting everyone with she-male porn. But um, I really like this duo of Embiid and Harden. I think Maxi's awesome. You know I love Tobias Harris. Uh, Harris for life, um, et cetera, et cetera. Philly are, are going to be good. Um, maybe number one in the East. Uh, Embiid will cry again in the playoffs when they don't make it. That's my... I would love to... Do you know my favourite finals at the moment, gents, if I had to pick for this year? Clippers 76ers, because I want to see Kawhi make Embiid yeah. cry again. <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys? Um, I mean, I mean, this is basically Houston 2.0. Harden, Tucker... House Melton, um, I think I think uh, they'll trade for Eric Gordon at some point. Um, but I think Harden's in in for like I think he's dialed in. I think he's gonna have a Same. solid year. Same. I, I I see no reason why they can't win a title, but I don't think they will. But there's no reason why they can't. They've got the talent. Agree on all of that, Al. They're gonna choke, mate. <laughs> Excellent. Come on out. Uh, good. That is nice and unequivocal. Um, the Chicago Bulls. I love them. I think they're brilliant. I um, I just love the whole roster, like top to bottom. Levine, uh, DeMar DeRozan. Um, who's the uh, Caruso? Just what a great team. And I wish they'd done so much better last year, but they didn't manage it for whatever reason. Um, not really going to do anything, but be really exciting to watch. Al, Chicago oh, Bulls. I- I hate this team, mate. I don't like the rock. <laughs> what don't you like about it? What's wrong so, with you? Let me start. So, <laughs> the, the other ball brother is not going to play. They still don't know what's wrong with his knee, basically. So, when he's going to come back, no one knows. Um, which means they're going to have to start that ball guy who was at the Lakers, Caruso, um, who's not really a starting guard. He is. The Rosens is not, mate. He's a good scrappy, come off the bench and look awesome player. Yeah, that's what he is. And like he's going to have to start. I don't think he's that good. Um, DeRozan's going to be another year older. He was awesome last year. Like, he's got to do that again. Levine's got to carry this team. And that Vooch, and Vooch, they don't even want to re-sign. They're like, nah, we're not going to put any more money into him. And that Vooch trade looks worse by the day. Mm-hmm. I just think they're going to get worse than they were last year. I'm not a fan of this team at all. And they got... They got completely killed in the playoffs, mate. It was awful. I know they were injured, but like they yeah. were like the nick. I can't actually. Fault, I can't actually fault any of your logic there, and it really pains me to say it. Will, um, yeah, this the team isn't actually very good. It just <laughs> isn't, and they got off to a hot start last year. Yeah, it did. And then, but then I think we we saw the real Bulls in you know 
the last 50 games plus playoffs and they weren't good. They just weren't. And yeah, they can blame it on injuries. You know, like, oh yeah, Patrick Williams was out. And? <laughs> uh, fair enough. And then uh, the we're on to our last five teams here, chaps. The Indiana Pacers. I lost interest in them when they lost Brogdon and Sabonis. But I the quite... Tech, but I quite like Halliburton. Um, oh, sorry, you were saying? Yeah, they're going to tank. They've, uh, they're going to they're going to give Halliburton loads of minutes. So he's probably going to have a good season. You might be someone you want to get for fantasy because he's going to put up numbers. Probably. Oh, someone's taking him as their Ouch. keeper out. Yeah, oh, I bet they have. That was smart. That was clever of someone. Um, and they've got a new rookie called Matherin, who was um, drafted, I think, fifth or sixth, and he looks pretty good. Yeah, um, he keeps coming up. I'm going to look into that guy. Yeah, he he could be pretty awesome. And apart from that, I don't think they've got much on the team. Miles Turner's got to go somewhere. You'd have thought at some stage. You know, they lost the last ten games of the season. They properly tanked last season. They only ended up with twenty-five wins. They lost their last ten. Um, so they were desperate for like some decent youth, and I think they'll be tanking again this year as well. I think yeah, it's been pretty. Now, Indiana, get it together. <laughs> Will I, I? I think they. I think they did the right thing. They. they we're like this roster we've got we're going nowhere i loved yep. the trade for halliburton i thought it was great um you know buddy healed you know he'll i think i think he can sort of help with halliburton and matherin i think he'll you know he's one of the best shooters in the league i think he'll be like really good for them um yeah go tank um i, I like what they're doing and they are going to be, like I said earlier, I think they're the worst team in the East. Um, yeah, good for them. Go tanking. Let's go from the worst in the East to the reigning champions from the West, the Golden State Warriors. Uh, they're just running it back. I, that's the phrase I've heard all summer. Steph's just like, we're just going to run it back. We're just going to run it back. Uh, we're the champs. Everyone's going to be just as good. But this time we've got um, a couple of um, additions that, that might turn into superstars as they often do when anyone, you see the best version generally of players um, when they go to Golden State and work into that system. Um, I think it's because it's just one of the things is no one needs to ask who the alpha is, or it's just so clear that the hierarchy at Golden State um, that, yeah, I think people are just get in slot in, concentrate on their basketball and it's less about ego and all that kind of stuff because there is just absolutely no question about who the leaders on that team are. Um, Al, do you think they're going to win it again? Have I missed anything about Golden State? No, I could do. Um, so they've, they've lost a couple of veteran sort of bench players, but then they've got all these young players that need more minutes. So I don't think that's going to matter too much. Yeah, I think they'll be in the mix. I think that's all you can say at this stage. They will be in the mix for it again. And just time will tell, I suppose. Will? Um, I mean, there's not really... Not really much much to add there. Um, be quite interesting to see if Wiseman can actually play. True, and Kaminga is he still there? Mm, yeah. yeah, he's he's still there, and you know he he looked like he was making a good bit of progress last year. Um, same same for Moody. Um, not sure, you know, I'm not sure exactly how many minutes. I feel like Moody might have dropped a bit in the rotation behind Divincenzo which is a bit of a shame. Um, but yeah, no, they'll, they'll be fun to watch as, as they have been when they're healthy for the last goodness knows how many years. 60 wins over or under, Al? Oh, under. 50-something. Will? No one's winning 60 games this year. 
Really interesting shout. I'm going to write that down. No one winning 60. And then the Detroit Pistons, please, guys. I don't have any thoughts on them other than um, I think Evan Mobley is better than Cade Cunningham. Al, you want to go or shall I? <laughs> uh, I've got one. Yeah, it's interesting to see what this backcourt's going to be like. Um, mm. Aiden, what's the guard's name? I've just had a total Ivy. blank. Jaden Ivey, who looks super dynamic. Like mm. he's the, he's the he's... most he's the most beefed up point guard you've ever seen. He looks like he's like out of a computer game, honestly. More than like, Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, and, mate. And look, it's stuck in him a gym for like five years. This guy. Perfect next to Cunningham as well is exactly the kind of guard you want next to Cunningham. We just want to dunk on anyone that goes near him, basically. Mm. Um, so that could be quite interesting. But the rest of their roster is just a bit dire. Again, like I'm not convinced by the coach and the whole like the whole team is a bit of a mess. I think they've got some good young players, but I don't think they're necessarily being helped out by everything else. Um, yeah, they probably won't be great, but it could be interesting. Will, you've got their jersey. Are you going to be wearing it with pride this year? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I have. I've I've already in my in my calendar, I've already um put a reminder for Rockets Pistons for UK fans in particular because it's on a Friday at 10:30. Is, Is that the UK game? Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be, I think that's going to be a really, really interesting game of basketball. Like Cunningham, Ivy, um, and then, you know, you've got Jalen Green and Jabari Smith. You know, really two two teams with loads of really interesting young players. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. You, you can wear two jerseys to that game, Will. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll, I'll wear the uh, the Pistons one as uh, as a diaper or something. Sorry, I forgot that. <laughs> uh, Brooklyn Net, Al, I'm always reminded of something you said on episode 40, which is if uh, this guy, Ben Simmons, remember it was just game one at that point, which was quite a hard-fought affair, I think, between um, Celtics and Nets. But you were like, if we don't see Ben Simmons in this playoff series, we're not going to see him at all. He was claiming he had a herniated disc. We all know it's more... Um, deeper than that and maybe more sinister. He hates the fact that everyone has a go at him. He thinks he's got too much scrutiny on him. He thinks it's all the criticism he receives in the 76ers was unfair. Um, do you have anything you want to say about the Brooklyn Nets this year? Do you think they're a contender? I personally don't. I think Durant's going to decline. Simmons isn't going to play. Um, and it's probably all down to Harden turning up overweight last year, pissing off Kevin Durant, then demanding a trade. That probably set in set in motion a set of events that's that's put the Nets where they are now, as opposed to it being anyone else's fault. So sorry, did you manage to go through all of that without mentioning um, Kyrie Irving's name once? Yeah, I'd see. I don't. Yeah, well picked up. But yeah, I don't. I don't put as much blame on his uh, at him. Yeah, all right, he didn't get the uh, the the, the uh, vaccine. But other than that, I think uh, I don't judge him that too much for that. So, But good point, Will. You're right, mate. A lot of people would, I think, say the exact same thing as you. It's like, oh, uh, you need to apportion some brains, Kyrie. From what I've heard, and from what I've heard other people say, the fact that he didn't get it, the players asked him to go and get the shot, and he said no. Harden got pissed off with him and then wasn't talking to him. And then he's like, I want to leave because this dude doesn't want to play basketball. And then... He told Durant he wanted to go, and then it basically all went up in flames. It's all Kyrie's fault, mate. Yeah. Regardless if he wanted to have the shot or not, 
he basically chose that over playing basketball, which was the reason Harden went there. And then that's what Harden got pissed off and left. That's why. Yeah, he Fair. might have turned up overweight, but that's what ultimately why he left. It was just like, yeah. this dude ain't serious. And, mate, oh, I think and that, that was basically it. Um, Harden always no... turns up overweight. It's not a surprise. Yeah, standard. He's been in a nightclub for four months. What do you expect? Like, literally, yeah. <laughs> left. Uh, all right, cool. We've got the very last things. I'm conscious of time here, gents. We've gone well over our allotted time, but it's been worth it. I've really, really enjoyed this. Last team is the Milwaukee Bucks. Yanis is still the Greek freak. He's still super young. He is getting better. He is probably the best player in the league. He'll probably go number one in our fantasy draft. They're well coached um, and they're going to get Middleton back. Um, just a brilliant outfit that if you told me 10 years ago that I'd care about the Milwaukee Bucks, I would have laughed you out the room. But um, what they've achieved, you know, and what Yanis has achieved, and from what I can see purely through hard work and dedication, um, you know, is nothing short of super, super impressive. And you've got to give them credit. And, um, you know, that I, I love the team. And if they won it all this year, I wouldn't be particularly annoyed. Will? Yeah. Um, what's not, you know, from top to bottom, they're all play. There's no apart from Grayson Allen, who is clearly a bit of a twat. <laughs> but you know, all the players are very likable players. Um, you know, the key for them was they got Bobby Portis re-signed. Um, I, I just don't see how they don't, you know, win 55 games plus and have a deep playoff run, provided Giannis is fit. Yeah, Al. Yeah, agreed. Um, I would say they're getting a bit old, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Like Lopez is old, Holiday's getting old. Who else have they got that's old? Um, well, Middleton middle- must be thirty. I think like thirty-one, thirty-two. So yeah. same with Bobby Portis. He's thirty. Well, also, all I'll say is this season better go well for them. You yeah, know. That's fair. That's fair. Um, uh, they'll really- definitely be. Really, really, really good pot, gents. Um, We haven't done our pre-season predictions because I said at the top I'd really like to squeeze in one more pod so that we can go through in detail. But lovely tour, I think, there of the stories that are actually interesting. I think uh, a lot of outlets uh, that commentate on the NBA have really been scratching around for stuff to talk about. But I think that was a whistle-stop tour of of, of all the storylines worth hearing. Um, Hilarious, as always. Cheers both for taking in time enjoy your sunny sundays and of course it's um the queen elizabeth's funeral tomorrow um don't have fun that's not what that someone's on a work to mention to me it's not a celebration um but for me i i hear bank holiday and and think celebration personally but um really loved having you both on the show will any closing thoughts um rockets for the playoffs Woo! nice Al. any closing thoughts oh was going to say Orlando for the title but like that seems a bit fresh I can't wait to see Paolo doing his best LeBron James this season I'm looking forward to that yeah me too actually all right gents till episode 42 speak to you soon been a pleasure cheers bye bye